everyone, this is Phil Howard here, and welcome to another thought-provoking business-producing episode here on Telecom Radio One. Today, we're doing a wireless episode, and you know, to just stay in true form here, we want to do this entire episode wirelessly. So everything being recorded today, all of this voice over IP stuff that we do is all being done over wireless LTE bandwidth today. So this recording, everyone on the phone, we're all doing this over wireless. I hope you feel good about that. So you can test the call quality and really see what, what it sounds like when you're running your voice over a wireless backup. I'm very fortunate to be joined today by Kurt and Greg from Microspace Communications. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks, Phil. Hey, good to be here. Excellent. Hey, so why don't you guys just give me a, a little, just a brief background, you know, real short history of where you came from, and can we spice it up a little bit, you know, keep it PG, but I want to hear, you know, one of you, maybe Kurt, you give me your, you know, your best business weird, crazy story that you've ever experienced in the telecom world. Okay, Kurt, go. Sure, quick. Let me give you a quick intro of Microspace. So we're a, uh, a managed services provider who's been providing communication solutions uh, across North America for 30 years. The most recent solution that we brought to market is our managed 4G LTE service that we call Cellcast. It, it uh, provides high-speed connectivity, and uh, comes in a number of flavors depending on what the, what the end customer needs. So um, as with, with all of the solutions that Microspace provides, it's uh, managed 24-7, 365 from our knock here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, you, know, you call our support number and, and you're guaranteed to, uh, to get a live person on the phone each and every time. So we, we really specialize in that white glove level of service. Real quickly, a bit about myself. I'm in my 26th year with Microspace. Spent the first uh, half of my career here in engineering and uh, helped develop a lot of the systems and procedures we've got in place down on, on the other side of the building, as we call it. Uh, for the rest of my career, I've been working in sales and business development. So as, as the acting channel manager for the Cellcast line of products, uh, we've helped move our company from a direct sales organization into a channel sales organization, uh, specifically with, with this product line. And it's, it's become a, a real nice uh, source of revenue for the company outside of the direct sales that we've traditionally been involved with. Um, just a little, a little more information that we'll talk about in the middle, or in, in a minute. When, uh, when I'm not here at Microspace, uh, you usually find me out flying around in airplanes, and I'm also a flight instructor, but but uh, that, that kind of feeds into my story. So I'll, <laughs> I'll let Greg give a brief intro on, uh, on his role here. Thanks, Kurt. I think uh, you've done a good job of providing a, a solid overview of what Microspace is, is all about. But uh, I'm Greg Kurt, and I'm the VP of Sales and Marketing here at, at Microspace, and I'm almost 20 years with the, uh, with the company. But uh, both, uh, both Kurt and I spent the last couple of, of decades doing um, enterprise quality you know, communications networks. So we, uh, we understand that uh, the customers depend on us each and every day to, uh, to take care of their, their communications needs. And uh, uh, we, um, we understand that's serious responsibility and, uh, and we, we, we make sure that we, that we do that, uh, whether it's through our, um, our, our satellite-based communications networks or with uh, the, the, the 
wireless uh, 4G fully managed uh, services that um, that, that that Mike uh, that, that Curtis has, uh, has mentioned. Uh, Kurt spends his time on a on a, on a plane. Uh, I, I like to spend uh, my time on a on a boat down at the at the coast. So my family and I do a lot of a lot of boating and, and fishing down uh, down there. So uh, a little bit Excellent. about Kurt and, uh, and I there. Just making sure we have a, do we have a backup for Kurt? I mean, since we are speaking about backup here, do we have a backup in case one of those planes goes down somewhere someday? <laughs> <laughs> right, 20 years is a hard, is a hard, you know, it's hard to back up or 27 yeah, exactly, years. Exactly right. Th thankfully, I'm flying uh, just about as long as I've, I've been here at Microspace. So uh, <laughs> generally a pretty safe endeavor. So <laughs> most of you guys like to like make your own airplanes too. So. Well, I, I, I prefer to fly. I definitely have friends that like to make their own airplanes, but I, I prefer to spend my time actually flying rather than building. But uh, I would imagine that many of your uh, podcast listeners are, uh, are golfers and certainly familiar with uh, the fact that Pinehurst, North Carolina, is about an hour drive from, uh, from Raleigh. And uh, probably the craziest story that we can come up with or that I can come up with is um, for several years, we provided content distribution services for, for major Hollywood studios. We delivered, you know, blockbusters like uh, Transformers via satellite to uh, hundreds of theaters across North America and helped transition that industry into, uh, into a satellite delivery model. Well, we would uh, once or twice a year get all of the Hollywood executives uh, out to North Carolina, and we would use Pinehurst and, and the golf down there kind of as a... Uh, a reason for them to come out and see our facility, be comfortable with what we do. And one of the years we did that, uh, you know, for, for those of you familiar with Caddyshack out there, one of the Hollywood executives was just, you know, having the game of his life on, on the most famous course, number two, down at Pinehurst. And this unfortunately was causing a conflict in that he was supposed to also be in Dallas for a dinner meeting that night and was pretty close to, uh, the point where he was going to miss his flight. As a matter of fact, if, if he had driven back as planned to, uh, to Raleigh into the airport there, he would have missed his flight. Well, for better or for worse, I had one of my little trainer airplanes down at, uh, down at Pinehurst. And uh, we put, putted up to, to Raleigh-Durham Airport, got him on his flight with about five minutes to spare. And for, uh, for years, that's all he would talk about was, was flying that little Volkswagen airplane from Pinehurst to get back to his Dallas meeting in time. So that was a pretty cool mixing of uh, my two passions. But at the same time, boy, the, the stories that go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you flew him back. We flew him back. That's right. We got him to the airport and he, uh, he just made it through security with that 30 minute cutoff and uh, texted us on the other side and said, guys, I made it. Oh, that's excellent. All right. So, so talk to me. I want to, you know, sometimes the best stories also are the best horror stories that we have uh, uh, in the industry. So give me your best or worst, however you want to look at it. What's, give me the, probably the most memorable story of where you've actually saved someone with your products. Cause we are talking here specifically about wireless backup. So to just put it real blunt and clear, there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, small business IT directors out there, VARs, MSPs, people that have, you know, they're running their business on Comcast because it's affordable, Comcast coax or TW coax, whatever the coax it is. And uh, that's very affordable. But if it goes down, and sometimes it's just a matter of, of 
you know, not if it's going to go down, it's just a matter of when it's going to go down, whether it be once a year or twice a year, um, that can be, that can really affect the business. And you guys provide really a great and affordable way to kind of have a, a standby internet connection there. That's a great disaster avoidance or disaster recovery, however you want to call it, um, uh, internet connection. So give me your best, I don't know, your best save story, your best horror story. Yeah, actually, I, I would say for, for the wireless product, it, it happened actually just a couple weeks ago. And, and you know, first of all, um, for our wireless failover, we are generally uh, more than happy to send out a demo router. Uh, you know, we do site surveys beforehand to kind of make sure we think everything is going to work as expected. But then, you know, the proof is in the pudding, getting a router into the end customer's hands, making sure there are no building issues, make sure you got line of sight or or good um, uh, distance from tower, tower loading, all those kinds of things. So uh, bottom line is we do a lot of demos. And we did a demo going back a couple weeks ago with a company that's got um, a series of major distribution centers across North America. And we happened to do this demo for their Durham, North Carolina distribution center. They evaluated for a couple weeks and it worked just fine, but the the IT manager that was promoting it was having a hard time getting the director of IT to sign off on it, kind of dragging their feet a little bit. And you know, finally it got to the point where they had had it for a couple weeks. And I said, hey guys, you know, we'd, we'd like to get that router back in circulation. I've got other places it can go. We'd love to work with you, but uh, if it's not gonna happen, you know, no, no problem. Um, so they packaged up the router. Uh, we sent them a FedEx label. They, they put it at the front of the desk or front desk to to go out with FedEx that day, and you wouldn't believe it, but they had a fiber cut. <laughs> As the router was at the front desk, they had a fiber cut. The, uh, the IT manager ran back, got the router, actually called us first, which was pretty nice, ran back, got the router, got the business back online, and uh, have since transitioned and become a customer. So uh, pretty amazing timing on that, that the router was still on site, I'd like to say that I somehow coordinated that fiber cut. But <laughs> I would never admit to that outside of uh, this call. To uh, guys, I said, guys, yeah. I said horror story. I said horror story. That is, that is not a horror story. That is, that is a great story. <laughs> if that could only happen more often. Um, well, we're finding that uh, almost on a, on a on a weekly basis, um, folks will uh, will call us, and they uh, they typically have had a scheduled installation date for um, some type of service, maybe might, might from their, their local cable provider. And, and, and for whatever reason, that date is not going to be uh, met. So they're really in a, uh, in a tough situation there. They've, they've got to continue to do business, but the, uh, the connection that they expected that was going to be put in uh, tomorrow has been, has been put off by, by 30 or 60 days or, or some, some amount of time. So they're all uh, always very uh, excited to uh, to speak to us and and, and hear that uh, in all likelihood we can get a uh, a wireless uh, a router sent out to them maybe the same day you know depending on when the, the call is is taking place and um, and and have their their connection up and uh, and, and, and going and we, we also like to stress the point that. In our opinion, it's really smart to keep the, the technology in, in place once they do have their primary uh, connection uh, uh, put in. Because as, as Kurt mentioned, with, with our cellcast technology, we can, we can turn a 99% a 
uh, availability situation into a, a 99.99 plus, uh, and uh, it, it's a very, very economical way to uh, to do it. Excellent. One, so to just be very specific, what does it do? What doesn't it do? So it's, it's, we, we've got a, I call this kind of like a dual WAN failover. In my book, that's, that's a dual WAN failover. It's not an act. It's not a, um, it's active, active, it sounds like, or like it can pick up at any time, but it's not like a traffic shaping SD WAN thing. It's kind of like a partial SD WAN. Is that, is that safe to say? That is safe to say, uh, Phil. And, you know, typically there are three flavors. And again, the most common flavor would be exactly what you just talked about, where um, our router, and we are a, a Cradle Point Solutions partner, and uh, we are a Cradle Point house from a hardware point of view. So um, typically the Cradle Point in a failover solution is actually actively monitoring the, the primary, failing over to, to 4G wireless when the primary goes down, and then when the primary is back up, going back to uh, the primary. And you know, one of the differentiators that we bring is that we're monitoring that process real time, 24 seven, 365. So uh, we turn an unmanaged cable connection or what can typically be an unmanaged cable connection or DSL connection into a fully managed environment by running it through our router. So that's, that's the primary flavor and that's what we support most often. And you know, with some of our larger customers, we've got one customer that's got over 120 sites on our network right now. And at any given time, and they're primarily DSL, so a little bit older technology, but at any given time, we see anywhere from five to eight locations that are hard down on the 4G failover. So uh, it does happen. Um, this is a great solution to, to solve that issue. And you know, it is almost an SD-WAN light. You don't have the, the long sales cycle of an SD-WAN solution, but it's also forward compatible with SD-WAN. And that kind of talks about uh, the other way that we can configure this router. These routers right now do come with static IP addresses. So uh, let's say in a year, the customer wants to transition to an SD-WAN solution. At that point, we can become a secondary WAN uh, input into the SD-WAN device. At that point, you can do some more traffic shaping and policy rules and share the bandwidth uh, rather than just have a hard failover and fail back. But it is forward compatible with uh, with an SD-WAN solution. So at that point, you just become one of the ISPs for the customer. Exactly. You become a, you know, and it's important because you're physically separately routed. You know, you're not, uh, you're not bundled uh, into the fiber that's into the building just from another provider. You're actually, uh, you know, 4G right to that device. So a completely separate route for data, which is pretty important. And Phil, we should also uh, add that it's a uh, it's a no uh, capex model. So, for a uh, a, mo a monthly per site uh, cost, the, uh, the the Cradle Point commercial grade router that Kirk mentioned is included. Uh, the uh, the wireless 4G LTE uh, data plan is is included, and we're going to work with the end user to to determine what the what the right data plan is. And, and, and thirdly, and, and we mentioned this a number of times, but it, it, we do think it's the real differentiator with us, the, the fully managed um, uh, solution, which includes um, reporting uh, and, and communicating to the customer what's going on uh, with, the, with the network. 
some of our clients, it's very important for them to know uh, when the primary is down, uh, how long it stays down, and, and when, it, when it comes back up. Uh, but we also um, are very sensitive to, uh, to, to data usage and data overage. We, we, we want our solution to be one that has a very predictable monthly cost for our, our customer. We don't want a data overage to, uh, to occur. So um, at, uh, at certain um, uh, time uh, frames during the, uh, the month, we're gonna, we're gonna let our customers know uh, that, hey, you're, uh, for example, hey, you're, you're at 80% uh, of, your, of your data usage, just, just letting you know in case you want to make some uh, modifications to your, your data uh, usage uh, uh, pattern. Uh, so that, that's, that's very, very important to us. And um, while uh, we, uh, we do uh, obviously depend uh, on our, our, our carrier uh, partners, that, that, that's not something that, that uh, really is in their business plan is to communicate to the, uh, to the customer on a, on a consistent basis during the, the month to let them know what's going on. And I, I might also add that if, uh, if, uh, if our, our customer wants to um, um, have access to the portal and, and look at those type of things themselves, uh, you know, data usage on a, on a per site basis, we have no problem with that. We're going to give them the, uh, the login information in order to, to be able to do it. Okay. So a couple, qu <clears throat> couple questions here. Uh, what kind of speeds are we looking at? And I'm an, I'm an ex fixed wireless guy. Do you have any sort of, I don't want to say like, not that this has anything to do with fixed wireless, but ampl amplifiers or antenna boosters or anything like that that might help? Just curious. Sure, uh, and great question. And that's one of the most common questions that we get. So, you know, we are limited by 4G LTE speeds. The routers are capable of uh, 30 meg both directions. And we've, we've seen that in some cases, although that's not typical. Um, I would say typical average speeds are between five and 15 megabits per second. Um, in some form of generally symmetric up-down, but, but not always. So uh, a couple of limiting factors here. One is, you know, we do, a, we do a site survey before we ever ship a router out. And we base uh, on a heat map that we've got from our, our primary providers. And 99% of the time, it's Verizon. They've got the best uh, fixed wireless network out there today. So 99% of the time, that ends up with the best coverage, and, and we, we propose that as a solution. Once the router gets to site, um, there are some things that you know, we can't control. We can't control router placement. We can't control um, building construction. So we work with the customer to try to maximize signal level and to maximize speed. And we can actually um, do speed tests directly on our router without anything connected. That, that kind of helps us make sure that um, the end user's network isn't a problem when we, when we install. So we help a customer, again, uh, maximize what they can get in any given location. Okay. Now, I mean, I was joking around with you at the beginning of this call about how I had my cell phone uh, duct taped to the window because that I'm in the third floor of my house because that's where I get the best signal and I want to run this podcast over wireless. And all of that is true with the exception of the duct taping the cell phone to the window. But there are, I mean, there are like kind of like third, have you ever worked with any third party? I mean, there are third party 
you know, devices that you can get that you would put, say, on the roof outside that would amplify your signal on the inside. Would that help at all? Yeah, we've, we've actually evaluated uh, several of those. Additionally, we've got some high gain antenna options for the cradle point routers. And the, the cradle point routers use two diverse antennas for the 4G LTE signal as well, which uh, between that and the high gain, most of the time takes care of us. If that's, not, uh, if that's not good enough for a given location, we generally have two options. One is to send more equipment out to amplify the, the signal. Uh, but typically the preferred is to connect a, a long piece of ethernet up to the router and actually move the router to a better location. That's typically quicker and more cost effective, but certainly we've also gotten the amplification and the repeater route for 4G LTE. Yeah, and we also have um, uh, other uh, carrier uh, options. As Kurt mentioned, uh, Verizon is, is used in a very, very high percentage of uh, our applications, 99% uh, plus. But if the additional uh, amplification uh, and the other things that Kurt mentioned uh, don't work, then we, uh, we do have uh, other carrier options. So uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come up with one of those solutions to, to make sure that our, our our customer gets the connectivity they need. Gotcha. And I only say this because I'm a guy that lives out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere where it actually applies to me. For the majority of customers that are within any NFL city or within anywhere near any form of, you know, human interaction, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're doing just great. And, and the great thing is, you know, Verizon and really all of the 4G LTE networks um, are getting better on a daily basis, even out in remote locations. Uh, it's amazing um, how much the map, especially remote map, is changing on uh, a day-to-day -day basis. And they're starting to populate tower sites for you know, future 5G deployments. So we're also seeing uh, towers getting uh, more and more um, dispersed, a greater number, and uh, which means you know, fewer potential uh, 4G wireless issues. All right. Well, guys, I really appreciate your time. I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, one last thing here. If you've got, you know, one message that you want to deliver to the, the crowd out there that's listening, what, you know, what would that be? Hey, you know, as, as much as we would absolutely like to be the guys that always come to the rescue. And, and again, I've got, I've got two of these temporary emergency overnight shipping uh, situations that I've got to take care of today. Um, I'd really like to get everybody starting to think about failover as more and more applications are moving uh, to cloud-based applications. That uh, network connection becomes critical for everyone's business, whether it's point of sale data, whether it's Office 365, whether it's your VoIP phone. So this is an upsell opportunity for everybody who's out there and supporting a network. It's simple, it's easy, we can have it deployed um, literally overnight. So keep it in your bag of tricks and uh, uh, understand that, that the technology is perfect for this application. Yeah, Phil, I think the only thing I would uh, add is that with our, our cellcast technology, uh, there, there's just not an opportunity that, uh, that folks can uh, walk, walk away from now. Uh, we, we talk to a number of our, our new customers especially that, that have um, uh, locations that uh, in, in the past they've just had to share with those customers. I'm sorry, we can't, we can't help you right now. Uh, there'll be some connectivity at the curb maybe in the upcoming year and we'll, we'll revisit that with you. With the cellcast solution, that's just not the case any, any, anymore. We can, uh, we, can, we can get 
to you. You can provide uh, a failover, but in many of those situations, uh, don't uh, discount the cell cast as a primary uh, connection. Uh, excellent. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Anyone that's you know interested or wanting to buy now by any chance or has an issue or they, they need failover backup, you can certainly go to thehowardstrategy.com, uh, enter your information, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. And we will get you a wireless router, cradle point shipped out, um, all pre-configured and ready to go for your failover or emergency situation. Hopefully that's not the case. Gentlemen, have a great day. Thank you for being on Telecom Radio 1. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Our pleasure.